Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Judges, looking at chapter 8, verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version. After the victory of his 300-man army, Gideon summoned the tribes of Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali to block the Midianite retreat. He also sent messengers to the Israelites in Ephraim, who would be in a position to cut off the routes to the Midianites' home territory, specifically passage over the waters to Beth Barah. The men of Ephraim had answered Gideon's call to cut off the fleeing Midianites, but Gideon now learns that they are angry. They are incensed at not being included in the original call for battle against the Midianites. Let's listen to Judges chapter 8 verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version. It reads, Now the men of Ephraim said to him, Why have you done this to us by not calling us when you went to fight with the Midianites? And they reprimanded him sharply. So he said to them, What have I done now in comparison with you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abiezer? God has delivered into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. And what was I able to do in comparison with you? Then their anger toward him subsided when he said that. Again, Judges chapter 8, verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version, which gives this uh, few, past, few verses in this chapter, Gideon subdues the Midianites. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. That again was Judges chapter 8 verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version. And in this section, Ephraim is dealing with, uh, is complaining and Gideon is going to respond. So let's listen to what the commentaries have to say. No uh, sooner were the Midianites, the common enemy, subdued than through the violence of some hot spirits, the children of Israel were ready to quarrel among themselves. An unhappy spark was struck, which if Gideon had not, uh, with a great deal of wisdom and grace, extinguished immediately, might have broken out into a flame of fatal consequences. And that is just how easily things can get out of control. Just one angry word can spark an entire fire <laughs> of confusion. So thank God for the, the leadership and the calm thinking of Gideon in this situation. 
because uh, I think soldiers, you know, that's just in their nature. They want to be able to help and defend and do what they need to do to protect their 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 family, their country, their property. So you can just imagine how frustrated the uh, the ch the tribe of Ephraim was, and Gideon is able to calm them down. But let's listen. And he does does it with a great deal of wisdom and grace. The Ephra Ephraimites, when they brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon as general, instead of congratulating him upon his success and addressing him with thanks for his great services, as they ought to have done, picked a quarrel with him and grew very hot because they weren't involved in the initial conflict. The men of Ephraim joined the fight against Midian when um, Gideon called out to them. Yet they were upset that Gideon did not call them before the battle started. Gideon's initial call for help went out to the tribe of tribes of Manasseh, which is his own tribe, Asher, Zebulon, and Naphtali. He diplomatically concedes that the men of Ephraim are superior in numbers and ability to those of his own region. And he says, um, they're, he's just telling them, he's soothing their, their uh, wounded pride, basically. Gideon is able to resolve the situation with Ephraim and continue the pursuit of uh, Midian. His gracious answer to Ephraim was, "What have I been able? Let's see. What have I been able to do in comparison with you? So, what have I done that is more superior to what you have done? You were the one who slew these kings. You're the one who brought their heads to me. You know, so you've done better than I have done. So I, you know, he's he's stroking their pride." He's um, like, I guess you'd say pacifying them, but he's doing it in such a diplomatic way that, you know, he's, he's soothing them. It says Gideon did not challenge their pride. Instead, he soothed their pride by complimenting them and giving them the recognition they seemed to crave. They had captured and killed two princes of Midian. Whereas he had currently captured and killed no one. Remember the, um, his army of 300, they frightened the, the, uh, the men in the camp and the men in the camp killed themselves. You know, they killed each other. So Midian, uh, the Midianites killed themselves. Gideon and his men just stood around the parameter with the fire from the land. You know, they had the, the, the lantern and the jar, so they broke the jar. The jar had a, a, a flame in it, and you can just imagine it, the, the whole camp surrounded by fire. And the sound of the, uh, the breaking jar startled the Midianites, and they attacked each other. They didn't know what was going on. But let me get back to the commentary. So he said, he's telling uh, the tribe of Ephraim, you did a better, you did a bigger job. You captured two princes you captured Zeb and the other prince's name was uh, Oreb 
So you did a lot, and we appreciate you for that because we didn't do it. They captured and killed, and uh, they should be happy with their accomplishments. And he recognized the significance of those accomplishments. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the insights and lessons that we get from your word. And in today's lesson, Gideon challenged the, uh, the tribe of Ephraim to get involved in the work of God that was at hand. His reply was a wise way to deal with the contention, with contention when there is work for the Lord to be done. And God, in our own lives, we need to understand that we need to get involved in the work that you have for our hands to do, that we don't have time to con for contention when there's work that needs to be done. We see that there's a need. We see that, that there's uh, children who need somebody to help them and to, to teach them and to be there for them. God, we see that there's a need for uh, single parents to have um, just a, 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 someone that can maybe sit with the kids for a little while or someone that can, we have our seniors who might need somebody just to come and read to them. We don't know what the needs are, but there's always work. The scripture says that the, uh, the vineyard is, is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So God, we are praying that those who have a heart to work, does work, do work. And those who are contentious, God, we pray that they uh, realize that there's work for the Lord that needs to be done. Father, we also have to stop and pray for those who need you in a special way, as we do every day. And we also want to say thank you for blessing and keeping, as we do every day. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.